The following program has been pre-recorded. This week on Belonging, we'll talk to Owen Chamness, a student at Clemson University. Y'all just went on the Awakening Retreat, correct? Yes, we just For those who don't know, what, yeah. what can you explain about that retreat and that experience? Um, we went to inner city, inner city Philadelphia. It was really special to be able to build a relationship with them. And, you know, sometimes, I mean, we just spend, you know, a couple hours just talking to them because, you know, sometimes it is more important to, to hear them than to weed their garden or to mm. paint a fence. Next. This program is made possible by the generous donations of Jeannie and Bill Stasekel, members of Christ the King Parish in Nashville, and by a grant from the Cook Foundation. Take advantage of the many opportunities for young people in the Nashville Diocese to connect and find belonging. Like University Catholic, a community of college-age students who are serious about their faith and unite in fellowship and friendship to deepen their personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Go to universitycatholic.org to find out more. You can also connect with young Catholics like you by attending events like Summit Music City. It's a night of music followed by adoration and reconciliation. It's free and open to young people of all faiths. Go to soundscatholic.com or try Theology on Tap, where you can gather with other people in their 20s and 30s like you who want to learn more about their faith while enjoying a beverage together. Join Theology on Tap Nashville on Facebook for events and times. Hello and welcome to Belonging on Nashville Catholic Radio, where each week we interview different guests detailing different parts of young adult life, whether it be relationships, finances, or the more difficult conversations of addiction. My name is Zach Jansen. I grew up here in Middle Tennessee. I'm a recent graduate of Belmont University in Nashville, and I co-host this show with Father Gervon, the chaplain at University Catholic here in Nashville. Uh, this week we have a very special guest, a uh, college student at Clemson University, Mr. Owen Chamness. Owen, thank you for being with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, for those who don't know who you are or familiar with where you're from, tell us a little bit about where you're from and just what you're doing today. Sure. Um, well, born and raised in Nashville. I uh, grew up in the Catholic community, going to Christ the King uh, for elementary school, Father Ryan High School. Um, and now, like you said, I'm going to Clemson University. So uh, I've always been at least somewhat involved with you know the Catholic community go- growing up in, uh, or going through ca- or Catholic high school, um, especially through search um, and other CYO stuff. What does the faith play in your life? You had the privilege of going to Catholic school all those years. Was it always an, an easy option for you? Or was it something you felt your parents just kind of forced upon you? And you're like, I'm going to go, I guess. Yeah. So growing up, it was, I mean, my faith life was pretty much just, you know, cheer for Notre Dame on Saturday and then wake up early, <laughs> sit down and shut up for an hour in mass. And I didn't really know why. Hmm. But it was never really like something I was passionate about until probably halfway through high school. Hmm. Um but yeah, I started getting involved with uh, campus ministry at Father Ryan, you know, mm-hmm. going on mission trips, retreats, uh, you know, March for Life, pilgrimages, you know, the whole nine yards. And then uh, that kind of pushed me to get more involved and just one thing led to another. And Yeah, I feel like, yeah. like anything else in life, you get out what you put into it. Oh, of if, course. If you just go through the motions and especially when you're in high school, if you just leave and go home and don't make those interactions, those, those connections you're going to find yourself feeling empty. But like you said, you went that extra mile. Sure. And like we were talking as well uh, before, like when you went to that the search program. Mm-hmm. And now just recently for college, th- what can y'all tell us? Y'all just went on the awakening retreat, correct? Yes, we just For those who don't know, what, yeah. what can you explain about that retreat and that experience, awakening? Yes, I think that, you know, everything, in a way, there's this uh, retreat called Cursillo. Hmm. And the same way that uh, search came to the Diocese of Nashville, 
about 40 something years ago. Wow. It was an answer to, you know, the need. Because a lot of times in our faith, you know, we the way that the it was understood was that faith is something that is for old people, you know, when you are dull. <laughs> You so know, you, and it's you see a daily mass. Yeah, yeah it's just <laughs> for adults. And then, but it, it's just like yesterday, I, I post a picture of awakening retreat, and somebody's like, "Oh, this is so cute. This is the future of our church." I was like, "No, mammy, wrong. <laughs> they are the present of our church." Wow. You know, so that whole idea is like, "Oh, yeah, the youth are the future of." It. No, 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 they are not. So all these movements in, in, the, in the diocese and in the church to kind of make sure that the. Because a lot of times when we are young, it's like, okay, you go to mass because your parents tell you to do. Right. You, know, you go to Catholic schools because you don't have no, you don't <laughs> have no, you know, you right. have no no um, choice. Hmm. But then it's like, how can we equip these people that are growing up in the Catholic faith to understand what the Catholic faith is and to take their faith on their own hands? Hmm. That's kind of what confirmation is. You're like, oh, now you adult in your faith. Now you can, you know. Take your, you know, your faith in a more personal way, and I think all those those uh, retreats and all that stuff help you to do this. So, a weekend retreat is a retreat for college students, hmm. and you know, as we know, a lot of times, you know, they're they get to college and that's the way the, the the time that they just kind of disappear from their faith, or faith doesn't become something that is their own. And awakening retreat, and as everything that we do at University of Catholic is that opportunity that they have to take their faith and, and live their faith, you know, in, in a concrete and, and like this is my faith. Hmm. So like leading to awakening, we had a week long uh, perpetual adoration. So there was twenty four hours adoration to the Blessed Sacrament. Wow! And it was beautiful to see. There was a, a over one hundred five, one hundred fifteen hours of adoration, and see the students there day and night adoring and pr- praying for those who in, were going to in preparation. Yes, huh? in preparation for that. So it's, and it's kind of you know, almost like okay, I experienced this. I, now I have the faith. Not that I'm perfect or that I have everything figured out with on, but you know, now that I have this, I can help other people to get that same experience. Hmm. What were your thoughts on the retreat? Um, was it what you thought it would be, or was it something kind of thrown at you? Like, well, I guess I'm going this week. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah, so I actually didn't know it was going on uh, until probably about a month, maybe six weeks beforehand. Um, and a buddy of mine from Clemson was uh, planning on coming up to Nashville this weekend before Thanksgiving. And he's like, oh, can I catch a ride? And I was like, oh, of course, of course. He's like, oh, by the way, there's an awakening retreat this weekend before Thanksgiving. You want to go? And we had both already made awakening um, at Clemson. And so I was like, okay, of course, sure. Like that was a great experience in my faith, and like let's let's serve a little bit, let's get back. So you had just made the awakening retreat before, yeah. And what was it like being on the other side of it? I know, as when you're the quote unquote retreater, the one living the experience. What was sure. it like being on the other end of it and seeing people going in the places where you walked before? What was that guidance like? So it was definitely a very different experience, but still just as um, just as fruitful, if not even more fruitful. Uh, and something that they that the leadership team made pretty clear throughout the retreat is like, yes, there are people who are making this retreat, but it's still a retreat for us as staffers. Mm-hmm. Um, so of course, there was a much larger aspect that is leading to other uh, leading others to Christ rather than walking for yourself mm-hmm. and like relying on other people. Um, but even so, you're still there in adoration. You're still there receiving the sacraments. You're still there you know, listening to all these talks mm. and discussing like all these different, you know, aspects of the faith 
that otherwise you wouldn't really have that opportunity to talk about like on a college campus. Mm-hmm. I remember too, just even going as a as one experiencing the retreat. The first thing uh, you think about is a. Uh, experiencing the, the the moving away from the world which is the, the funny part is when you go with no cell phones sure it's absolutely bizarre even without the retreat it, you just heard it dig up isn't that sad you can't go you can't go more than a couple hours without thinking okay someone's trying to get in touch with me uh with either work or my family I, i've got to i've got to keep it on me at all times and uh it, it's bizarre what can you speak about that father the need for a retreat i think a, a weekly one is great but even a weekend it's hard to make sometimes because then you get the excuses, which are good. Like, oh, I have work on Saturday or I have this going on on Sunday, so I can't make it. What's your thoughts on that need to escape? Yeah, I, and I think that's a good word, escape, you know, because it's just like when Jesus was with his disciples. He took it, you know, and in the Bible, you ever say every time that you say that, you know, Jesus went to the mountain or, you know, even on the, on the Old Testament, the, you know, the prophet went to the mountain, received the tablets, all that stuff. So going up to the mountain is a it's a mountaintop experience. It's an experience that you have to talk with God, and it takes courage, but it also takes work. Hmm. You know, a lot of times we say, "Oh, in this retreat, you're doing nothing." No, you're doing a lot, and most of you do is not doing anything. You know, and it's. Most of what you do is just stay there and let God do it. Mm. And it's hard. I was talking to one of the students, you know, really active on the on the on the uh, university community and all that stuff. And then he was like, he was really disappointed because he went to, we have a par- parallel retreat mm. uh, that we have at the same time. And, you know, people are praying. And I said, you know, buddy, you're going to go to this, to the peace side, the prayer side. He was like, no, I don't <laughs> like this. I want to be a small group leader. It's like, okay, I hear you, but no, you're going to go to. He's like, why is it? Because that's where your soul needs. Wow. You know, and he was like, I don't like this. I was like, okay, so forward to the, there was a week before the retreat. On the Sunday after the retreat, he's like, I don't need to talk to you. Like, <laughs> what? You were right. So, can you repeat this, please? Like, <laughs> you were right. I said, tell me more about this. That's what I needed. You know, and I think that's kind of like what I would say. It's a retreat for everybody. Mm. Even I, when I go to a retreat like this, I mean, I've been to many retreats. Mm-hmm. But I think the question that I ask on that Friday before, you know, as I'm driving to the retreat, I was like, Lord, what do you want to meet? What do you want to do to me through this retreat? Hmm. You know, and then I think it's more like a, it's not like a, here it is, Lord, I want you to do this, but I'm open to see what do you want to do to me on this retreat. And I think if we have that experience and if we have that disposition, hmm. the Lord always speaks to us. Wow. Um, one thought I had too, especially being on the other side of, of leading the retreat for the, for the, I guess, campers, you could say, um, was kind of the self-sacrifice that you make, um, sleeping on the floor or not, basically not sleeping at all for most of them, not showering, <laughs> just eating when you can, on your knees a lot on some on some hard concrete. <laughs> sure. And it, it makes me like ponder about the path of, I guess, when you're growing in holiness, that you think if something, the harder it is, then it's going to make me holier, which, what are your thoughts? Is that a, a false way to think about it? <laughs> I think so, you like, know, and I, and I think for Awakening, we... As far as decisions, yeah. yeah I think for us, is like, I don't, I don't necessarily think that we have to suffer. 
But I think it, it, it can be a little bit dangerous. I'm like, I have to suffer. No. Yeah, that's suffer exactly what it is. If, if the Lord provides suffering, you know, endurance and, and take it. But it's not something that you have like, I have. no, you don't. You know, mm. of course, that the Lord loves you. You know, and sometimes the same thing that this guy, we knew that he needed to go to the prayer side. And it was, a, for him, it was a suffering because he had a bad disposition, you know, because he had his plans and almost was like, I'm going to do this. No, you don't. <laughs> Jesus is doing this. Hmm. So it, when we are open to God's will, God is going to be the one telling, you know, doing this thing. We have to show up. Yes, we do. We have to do our best. Yes, we do. But, you know, it, it's just like... Through adoration, you know, we had a couple of you know, different occasions of adoration, and it's so beautiful. You don't you, you don't need to do anything. Hmm. You know, me as the priest, I'm conducting the blessed sacrament, but I don't do anything. It's you know, it's like my job here is put the retreaters in front of the Lord and say, Lord, that's your people. Take care of it. <laughs> of course, that I, I you know, I'm going to prepare homily. I'm going to do all that I can, but it's not that I'm the one doing it. Hmm. I'm the one proposing. No, we're not imposing. We're proposing. Wow. Now, he is Jesus who loves you, and he wants to, he wants to enter in a relationship with you. Hmm. But the relationship is a two-way street. Jesus is always there waiting for you. But if you don't, if you decide not to do it, I mean, there's nothing that anybody can do to force you to that relationship. Hmm. You know, it's just like when you see this beautiful girl, you know, like, oh, she's, <laughs> she's, you know. She's beautiful, she's holy or whatever. And it's like, but if you don't go there, talk to her, it's nothing is going to happen, you know. Wow. If you don't go there, I was talking to you as a person that all we know that got here and he, he did an internship here. And about a week, not even a week that he was here, he found this beautiful girl. And, you know, after mass one day, there the guy was taking her out to, you know, to a date. I was like, dude, you just got here. Whoa, that's my daughter. Get out. You know, I had that. And I was like, what are you doing? But I was like, that's awesome. Because he took the steps, you know, and now they are dating, you know. But it's just like you have to take that step because he found that, le- that beautiful inside and out girl. And if you just stay looking at her, nothing is going to happen. But because he took the initiative and say, hey, do you want to go out? But that's kind of what we have to do with God. Hmm. God is there waiting for us. But we have to show up and we have to, you know, make sure that that relationship is going. Hmm. And it's not something that's like, oh, I've done this. for No, it's a daily thing. It's a daily thing. What is the beauty of, like, I guess, every, every day with prayer, at least every week with Mass, and then yearly with, with your retreats? <laughs> Seeing where you are in, in college now, yeah, uh, I'm curious what, that, what that's been like for you. I saw your video of Catholic Heart Work Camp, <laughs> which was, bravo, sir. What oh great, my gosh, what great thank videography. You. Thank you. You've done your um, research. But tell, I, I, was, I, I loved that program when I was in high school. Tell us a little bit about how that impacted your life and why you wanted to make it a, be further part of it. Sure. Um, so... That was one of the, uh, you know, mission trip experiences that I got involved with through Father Ryan's campus ministry department. It was really like a retreat experience, too, mm-hmm. um, because during the day we're, we are going out, you know, serving um, people that need help. We're, we're like helping in very tangible ways, you know, building fences, mm-hmm. painting, uh, pulling weeds, you know, whatever. 
And then we'll go back to the high school or church or wherever where the, the camp is you know, stationed in that city. And there'll be like a night program. There'll be adoration. There'll be talks, um, praise and worship, mass, like you name it, the whole, you know, the whole experience. And it's, it's really special to, to kind of get both sides of that, hmm. um, you know, get both that, the retreat experience as well as, you know, very tangible service opportunities. The thing about that is a lot of times what is different for us when we serve somebody? Hmm. You know, because like even if you don't believe in God, you can serve somebody because it's the right thing to do. Sure. But I think for us, you know, like Cat Howard Camp and all those those experiences help us to integrate. It's not only the service for the service. Hmm. It's you, you know, like you start a day on Cat Howard Camp, you start a day with a morning prayer, a morning mass. And then you go and you serve the people. But it's because of what you experience in Mass that you are able to serve the people. Sure. It's not to be nice. It's to bring Jesus Christ to those people. You mm-hmm. know, we're not there to paint the fence or to... Because <laughs> anybody can do that. Anybody of course, can do of course. That. Yes. What we're doing is we are bringing Christ to that people. Hmm. And that's the big difference of what we do as a church. Hmm. And we have to integrate the contemplative part to the active part. Sure. You know, because if somebody comes to you and said, hey, I'm hungry, I'll pray for you, brother. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and you start praying, but he needs food. Hmm. That's the active part. Sure. You know, but if we just be the, oh, here is five bucks, if there's not the contemplative part, if there's not the prayer part, it's empty. And anybody can do this. Hmm. Well, that was life-changing. Jeez. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> You, you want to do service. Even on Thanksgiving, you want, want, want to give to people who maybe are less fortunate around the holidays this time of year. But if you don't do it with love, it just I, feels empty. I have it's a friend of way. mine that he's really rich in Brazil. And, you know, when he goes and gives food for the homeless, he doesn't only give the food. He always buys two meals and he eats with them. Wow. So it's not about giving the food. You know, it's, buddy, what's your name? Okay, Johnny. Tell me your story. Sit down and eat, you know, good food. And he would say, I always get like, you know, a good meal, like some kind of appetized meal and dessert because that's how I eat. And I want that person to eat just like I eat. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's it, kind of a... Anybody can give a, a meal to somebody and just say, here you go, I'm going on my way. But to get to know what makes them who they are, I guess you know that through the, through the work camp, more than just painting the fence and whatnot, sure, it's sure. getting to know the resident and seeing, you know, right. sadly their way of life sometimes. Right. How has that been for you? Getting, yeah, you can remember. I mean, it was, I guess it was two summers ago. Um, we went to inner city, inner city Philadelphia, wow. which is much, a much different experience. Um, the resident that we were working with, um, it was really special to be able to build a relationship with them. Um, and not just be like, hey, what do you need us to do? But actually mm-hmm. like hear them, talk to them, sit down, eat with them um, and hear about their life. And, you know, sometimes, I mean, we just spend, you know, a couple hours just talking to them because, you know, sometimes it is more important to, to hear them than to weed their garden or to mm-hmm. paint a fence or what, what have it. Um, to see what makes them who they are. Exactly. Because half the time they exactly. have nobody to talk to. You don't have to say sure. anything either. Yes. You can just be someone to listen and say, I'm here mm-hmm. for you. Of course. Of course. Going back to what Father was saying earlier about, um, you know, having like intentionally pursuing the Lord and then also talking about, you know, my buddy and, you know, 
I need his girlfriend. Um, something I actually heard from a priest this weekend uh, was like, you know, of course, of course, God reveals himself in the masculine, um, but you know, he's not, he's not human. So he's not necessarily like, he does not have a gender. So what if we, instead of thinking of him as male, we think of him as a female and we think of pursuing him as we would pursue like a spouse or pursue a girlfriend. Um, and that was something that really like struck me, uh, you know, and, and then going into your prayer thinking like, or maybe like it, it, just as far as practically in your daily life, you're like, oh, no, I can't do this today. I got to go, got to go like FaceTime my girlfriend or got to go have lunch with my girlfriend. Like mm. instead of you know, FaceTiming your girlfriend, that's, I don't know, praying a rosary. That's, mm. that's spending an hour, a holy hour in adoration. Yeah, and you can FaceTime your girlfriend. You can go to the chapel. And, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And it's better than FaceTime because you're there. Yeah. Yeah, Physically and I, there. I, yeah, and I think it's just like the whole experience of being there and allow the, you know, the, the face of God to, because God wants you, you know, God wants, mm-hmm. Jesus wants to pursue your soul. Sure. Because we are creating his image and we will not be happy until we know him and sure. love him. And I think the other thing is like, God really loves me. Mm-hmm. And I have to recognize this. And then when I say, Jesus, I love you too. That way, I'm ready recognizing that Jesus loves me first. And because he loves me first, I can love him too. Sure. And I heard that from uh, Pat McMahon. He was the coordinator, uh, the director for the Awakening Retreat. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh my gosh, that's, you know, that's something that is, yeah. So now I'm talking, anytime that I'm talking to the Lord, I say, Lord, I love you too. Because that I recognize that he loves me first. Mm-hmm. And then I'm able to love him, too. Well, with that idea of being wanted, it kind of reminds me of the whole point of the show when we decided on belonging. Uh, as when people feel unwanted, what, is it, what an awful feeling that is to think that, well, maybe nobody cares about me. Or, or even if you go to church on Sunday, you just walk right out the door and don't build that community. But the fact that, like, I think you said this, like, it's, like a, it's like a two-way street. If, if he loves you, you have to make that choice. To love but that, but I, I think you know if all we do is just like that image of this guy who you know is pursuing this girl. If he never had spend the time and say, "Hey, hi, I'm Johnny," <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. your name, you know, like, "Oh, hi, nice to meet you," you know, <laughs> that kind of stuff. Because a lot of times we, we we don't give time, you know, we get there five minutes later from mass and we leave five minutes before. It's almost like a to-do list, done, mass. Okay, sure. now I can wow. go back and cut the grass, you know, or, mm-hmm. you know, I can do this. Or, I mean, if we don't take the time and if we don't do the work, you know, like mm-hmm. you, you can't expect that you have a relationship with Jesus Christ in 50 minutes a Sunday. Wow. You know, and how many times is like, I'm not, oh, I'm not going to go to that mass with Father Sachin and Sachin because he has a long homily. Or, you know? Sure. And it's like, this is the most important thing that we do in our week. It's having on earth. Hmm. You are receiving the king of the universe. you receiving him. Can you go back to your seat and pray for a couple of minutes? And when you do this, the parking lot is empty when you go. <laughs> you know, so it's just like, I feel where we have to really put in perspective and see, why do we do what we do? Mm-hmm. You know, why do I go to Mass? 
Is this just to, you know, to fulfill a prayer? Why do I do what I do? Why sure. do I pray and everything, you know? And I think that sometimes with God is a little bit harder, but you kind of, you know, if you have a girlfriend, I don't know why we're talking a lot about girlfriends, <laughs> but, you know, you will spend time. And, mm. you know, you just left her home. I was like, darn it, I forgot to say. And then you call her and spend 30 more minutes, in the, you know. <laughs> and I was like, hey, baby, I forgot to tell you about this. Like, hey, I love you. Yeah, I love you. <laughs> Conversations are going, you know. And can you imagine if you only, you know, maybe that would be a good, good uh, if you only date your girlfriend for an hour. Wow. You know, and, and, and like one day a week and say, hey, baby, sorry I'm late, but, you know, get, let's, yeah, let's, you know, let's finish this. And like, hey, baby, you know, I'm, I'm leaving. I have something. Do you think that would work? The answer is no. But, you know, <laughs> kind of feel the same, you know, kind of take it the same way. If you only, you know, date your girlfriend for, you know, for now, would that work? Hmm. Or you get there late and leave or you know like no it mm -hmm. would not work sure so why do you think that that would work you know what a god. good what a good comparison that yeah these are now to treat her like a priority but to treat god like a priority too right i don't least. know who said it somebody much was smarter than me but like <laughs> find when you find somebody to marry find somebody that love the lord more than love you mm -hmm. because that person have the priority straight if that person loves you more, get out. Because then it's just like an idol. And then, it yeah. is. You know, mm -hmm. you, don't, you, you don't need that person. Mm -hmm. Get out. But, you know, like, yes, you're going to struggle. Yes, you're going to struggle in chastity. Yes. But if you and her both are trying, you know, to pursue the Lord, to, to love the Lord, it's not just you doing the work yourself. Mm -hmm. But it's both of you doing the works going towards Jesus. Hmm. And I think that's, you know, that's what we need. That's what we need is, is somebody that loves the Lord more than loves me because that person have the right, <laughs> the right mind, you know? Sure. And then together we can, you know, do this. And then together we can, you know, find the Lord and find everything that we need. You not, know? Not perfect, but striving. Yeah. Right. Man. You can do more together than you can. Part. Um, well, I wanna, as, we, as we finish up here, what, what are your final thoughts on where you're at in life, uh, just sure. halfway through college, and, and where you'd like to see yourself? Sure, um, definitely. So something like I've experienced going to college, you know, the second I stepped foot on Clemson's campus, you know, my parents left, hugged them goodbye. I was like, okay, I'm on my own. So a lot of my faith experience over the past, I guess, 18 months has <clears throat> not necessarily been self-reliance, but more so knowing that it's on me to keep returning to the Lord. Like I can't rely on, I can't rely on Father G being there. Hey, like, hey, go to mass. Like I'm not going to have that in my life at Clemson. Um, and you know, that's, that's led me into some places where, you know, I'm like, okay, what am I doing? There'll be weeks where my, my spiritual life is, you know, really dry. And you know, it's, it turns into a to-do list. Like Father was saying, you know, just like, okay, went to mass today you know, pray night prayer today, check or whatever, mm -hmm. what, whatever it is. Um, but also the flip side of that is it kind of allows the, the community there to step up as leaders um, in itself. So a lot of my buddies, I mean, I was able to go to or bring to the awakening retreat. Mm -hmm. Like there's some of the best, like 
best like friends I've had and like some of the most intentional like relationships. Um, so it's really nice to be able to have have that shared experience of like, okay, we're kind of in this on our own, but also we have each other. We mm-hmm. have each other to push each other forward, call each other uh, and like hold each other accountable. So it's definitely been a different experience than high school to say the least. Um, but I, I mean, we're, we're working for it. We're working, wow. we're getting there. Well, defining that community of course. And, uh, and, and being more intentional. Um, thank you, Owen, for just being a guest on oh, our show today to share your thoughts and, and your insights on the faith. Um, and thank you all in our listening audience. We hope what you, you like what you heard today. Um, just, just finding that, that choice uh, to just to be a servant and, and just to love more intentionally, more than just going through the motions, but getting to know people for who they are. Remember, you can always tune in on 100.5 FM, WBOU.org, or you can find all of our previous recordings anywhere you get your podcasts. My name is Zach Jansen, and a special thank you to Father Gervon and Jim Chandler, our producer. Thank you for listening to Belonging on Nashville Catholic Radio. Mm-hmm.